Have you ever had a dream? Like a really big dream. You make it this goal that you plaster everywhere around your house. You make a plan. You pray about it. You talk about it. It's all you can think about. Your dream. Mostly, you just learn to work for it. You put on your tennis shoes, day in and day out, you sweat, you work harder than anyone you know. And yet, you're met with heartbreak, disappointment, loss, falling short again and again. But then, after all those years, all those trials, all of that compounded heartbreak, in just a single moment, in one single pitch, your reality is sweeter than you ever dreamed it could be. Hi everyone, Coach D here and welcome to the Standing O Podcast. I am honored and excited to introduce you to my friend, softball coach Andy Adams, because this is her story. Andy coaches in Fort Dodge, Iowa. It's a little less than two hours north of where I live. And for Iowa, I'd call it a big, small town. Andy has been a head softball coach for over 20 years, and she has turned Fort Dodge softball program into this championship caliber program. She has won just about every coaching award that there is for softball, for just coaching in general. And yet that biggest prize, that state championship always seemed to just slip out of their fingers until, until last season, until the 2021 season with her daughter on the mound and a group of girls she's known since they were in diapers. This is her story. Hear the story behind the moment of a long-awaited dream come true. Here's my conversation with my friend, Coach Andy Adams. Well, Coach Adams or Andy to me, I'm so happy that you're here with us on the Standing O Podcast. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, Erica. Well, I love, I have been just drawn to you because you are just a champion for girls, for sports, for women in coaching, for this, for the sport that you play, for the community that you live in. And, um, you're just contagious and I love it. And so last season softball, you finally got to experience, um, the state championship, um, as a team and you just straight dominated, but everybody can look at a final score and they just think it's magic. They just think it's easy. Um, but I really want to know the story, the story behind the final score. How did you make it look like it was magic winning a state high school softball championship? It's funny you say that because I think there's two sides to this story, two levels, if you will, like actually there's multiple levels, but the way that I see it is kind of the, the immediate side would be what most people saw thinking it started. We played Kennedy and lost to a very, very good team that was laden with, you know, seven seniors, I believe, and six who went on to play college softball, which is almost unheard of. And, you know, they very 
just very deserving team. We tipped our hat to them because they just flat out outplayed us. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should have, should have, should have. And there's never, there's never a should have. There, there's never that when you're playing a game. And, and we didn't even know if you're having a season last year, you know, two years ago. And, and so that was scary. And knowing you have this team that's, that's, that's good, you know, that's really good. And that's played together for years since they were little. You know, that was frustrating and just trying to find the weirdest ways around to try to have them practice with dads and have the dads know and what to do with contact and masks. So there's that side. And then, of course, the culmination of the last year's team and just, you know, putting together a team that, you know, we, we're the bottom 40 of the top 40 schools. And I don't think people realize it's not that that means something to us or it's like oh you're you know you're always been good in softball and all that kind of stuff it doesn't matter day in and day out especially at the 5a level you know 4a level and i mean softball's it's hard it, you can win or lose any given day and so the magic of that happening obviously also is because my daughter's on the team and i've coached the you know her traveling team since they were you know nine years old i didn't allow myself to do the eight u because i knew i'd scare them all of course I coached through my husband, but he, you know, cause it was coach pitch. So he pitched to him and I'd say, okay, you gotta do this. We gotta do this. But I definitely wanted them to like enjoy it first. So, you know, growing up with that team, being able to have my daughter on the mound when it happened, I'm telling you, I blacked out when it did happen. When the last pitch of the game was thrown, I, I just don't even remember. I remember just like the girls hitting me as they were running out of the dugout. Finally, the last girl ran out and then I opened the gate back and then my daughter came in and choked me out and gra- dragged me out of the thing, out of the thing. And I think that's what everybody remembers is us hugging. Um, that, that was a pretty spectacular moment. And because my kid has seen me through every level of coaching from since she was born, she's, I was, I've been coaching while she was, you know, in my tummy, you know? And so she knows, every facet, every, every win, every loss, every heartbreak, everything that we've kind of had to go through. You talk about females and coaching and, you know, when you're in a world, you know, especially at the large class level where honestly, most of the coaches are men. And, you know, it was funny the first time that they heard I was hired here at Fort Dodge. Um, I, I was told uh, by a guy that clearly he was very old school. Ah, you're not going to make it, hon. Sorry, you're, you know, you're 23 and a woman this IML and you probably won't last a year. And I just kind of sat there like shocked. I said, okay, you know, good luck breaking that record. You know, we just, you know, they had a record or something. I broke it the first year and I kind of just, that to me epitomizes who I am because I'm really hard to fit into a box. You know, when people try to quote unquote, put me in my place or put me in a box or put me where I should be, It's really, really hard to do. And, you know, and it's not feminism or, you know, like I'm not the hardcore where I just can't stand any of that. It's, it's, I teach kids, girls, especially you have to empower yourself. I teach um, at the high school. I teach English leadership classes, writing classes, coaching classes. I I love all the kids that I have. And I try to teach them to be advocates for their, for themselves and to learn from themselves. But especially I want to tell you know, females and the girls be, but don't just, don't just wish it because if you just wish it, it won't happen. You've got to outwork everybody around you because there's always somebody better. doesn't matter if it's male or female. doesn't matter, you know, where, 
where you're coming from in life or where they are, you have to just keep working, you know, and continue to do that. So when you say be an advocate for yourself, like, what does that look like? Like if I'm 14 and I hear that, what is, how am I supposed to internalize that? Funny you say that because I have a 14 year old pitcher. We have another pitcher. She's a freshman and she, we have goals. We have goal meetings, monthly meetings with, you know, uh, we do like a rotation with the girls and they set up meetings with each of our coaches to talk about just life lifting, you know, academics, not just softball. And she had told me since we started spring ball, coach, I need to start shaking up pitches more. I said, you have to be an advocate for yourself and, and know that what you do and what the work that you've put in is worth it. And it was so cute because she did it this weekend and both times she shook up the pitch. The next pitch was awesome. You know, either she grounded him out, popped him up and she looked at me and I said, you know, and that's to me, obviously it's, it's complete immediate feedback when you talk about being an advocate for yourself, but it was so cool to see her face knowing that she set this goal literally last week and she did it and it worked, you know what I mean? So you never know what you can do till you put yourself out there and, and just do it. I love that. That's so good. I, I, you know, I'm in a new coaching role and that's something that I'm noticing with my kids is like, they're looking to me to tell them like that they ran well, or they ran bad. And I'm like, how do you feel? And, uh, yeah, like helping them learn that they have their own voice. And yeah, I think that's such a powerful tool when it comes down to it. And I tell people all this all the time, they were just like, Oh my gosh, weren't you nervous? What were you going to call it at that point, especially in a championship game in the, you know, in state tournament, whatever basically what you've done as a coach better have been done before that day. It better have been done before that moment because it's too much. You know, I'm telling you right now, teams that are led by, by each other, those, those athlete led teams, those are the ones that are winning because they are the one playing game at that moment. It's not about the coach anymore. Yeah. We can call plays and do stuff like that, but it has nothing to do with us at that point. It's all them. You, you started, you said it, there was like two layers to it. And so you kind of talked about um, just how these kids, they were hard workers and they played together since they were young. Was there a second part to that championship team? Definitely. You know, I had a, a series of years where I didn't have the workers that I had. I had kids who a lot of them were told that they were really, really good. You know, some of the kids that I had had and they did not have to work as hard, whether it was, I don't know, entitlement or whatever. And you know, it was a point to where, you know, coach is too mean, coach is too this. She yells all the time. She does this and this. You're not going to get a play because of your last name. You're not going to get a play because of who your parents are, what they do. It, you know, especially, you know, in, in, in a town like Fort Dodge or in an area where you have, you know, just every type of job known to mankind. You know what I mean? I mean, I've had, I've had players who are basically homeless, you know, who have, lived on their own and you know you get a lot of those types of kids that they don't have a lot of anything and I'm I just was told this weekend man you're really a mother figure to these kids and I don't necessarily know if I you know want to be that it's kind of like when Charles Barkley said I don't want to be a role model well guess what bud you are I mean whether you want to be or not and so that's kind of how I see it you know when a kid the first year I that I started coaching it's kind of hilarious I had a a senior. I don't know if she was trying to test me or to see what I would do, but she took her catching bag and threw it at an eighth grader. I said, here, eighth grader, carry my stuff. And I looked at her and I said to this, to the athlete, I said, 
carry your own stuff. You don't even start. You're talking to the eighth grader who does start and, and you're telling the eighth grader to carry your stuff. We're, we're all equal. Once you step in that dirt, the dirt doesn't care how old you are. It, it, you you got to respect each other, period. You know what I mean? And I've always, I've always said that it's not about, oh, you're older. So you have to put the younger kids through crap. You can't do that. Especially like in a sport like softball, where you have to welcome those young ones in. It, it's hard in softball and baseball. You have the summer to deal with. You have a lot with seniors too. They're done. Like they graduate from high school and you still have to play a season and have all these expectations. God, coach, I just want to go lay out and have some fun. I get it. I do too. I'm the same way, but we have a season. So we, I'm so blessed that we have this culture that that is the expectation that you do here. And we have a wonderful program, you know, called pride, just such a good thing right now with parents and a good understanding of I give back, you guys give back. And it's just a very welcoming. It's funny because some people call it a cult. I'm okay with that. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. It's <laughs> you have to, build you have to build that culture somehow right so cult is in the word culture that's kind of what i tell everybody um but yeah you get the the other layer is i think just the heartbreak we we also lost we we've been to state 12 times in the past 19 years 18 years and that first game you know it, it was like everyone's like oh you got that monkey on your back you know and i said at this point this thing's a gorilla i can't get this thing off me you know because it's, it's weighing me down so much and I seriously had to look in the mirror. What is going on? What am I doing? And I read this guy from register wrote this article. Clearly something is wrong. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I get it. I get it. You know, you've got to change. Something's got to change. So I kind of changed my philosophy a lot more to where the game day is the game day. Got to let them be. Can't stress them out so much that they can't play the game. You know what I mean? So took me a little while, but hey. <laughs> it worked and it was wonderful. So there you go. Well, I think the the awesome part about that, that you're able to be humble and open about your journey as well, because I think oftentimes our athletes look at us like we have it all figured out and like, we know what we're doing, but like we're learning too. And so I think that's cool. I think that's probably another reason why they listen to you and are attracted to you so much because they see that you're, like you said, you're practicing what you preach. You're, you're being an advocate for yourself. You're doing that self-learning and that's pretty cool. Not a lot of people can say that. I've just learned so much through, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a woman, being a, a teacher, just in general, the things that we've had to go through being a coach that you just have to ebb and flow with everything that's changed. I mean, gosh, the way you and I were coached is completely different than from when, you know, what we have to do now, you see it, I see it. And I think kids understand and when you're as, as emotional as we are, and, and truly I, 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 every single team I have is different. And, you know, and, the, and do you love every team? Mm, that's a stretch. But you certainly love a lot of the kids that are on there. You know what I mean? You don't get along with everybody. I'm definitely not the easiest person to get along with. But I'll tell you what, the softball kids that I have know that I'll have their backs forever. I mean, just this weekend, we had a tournament. And we had former Dodgers coming left and right. I got my former players now with their kids playing softball. It's freaked me out. It, I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? They come and they watch. And, you know, mommy played for Coach Adams. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am so old. You have an eight-year-old daughter right now. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just cool and always celebrate that kind of thing. So that's kind of what, you know, I see is the, just the cycle that, you know, it's, it's, everything is, it comes back around. It's really cool. 
how do you build a culture like that? How do you build a culture where kids want to play, where kids want to be a part of it? And then they aren't just there to be there. Like they're, they're there to be a part of it and make it better. Like, how would you say you build a culture? It takes a while. I'm not gonna lie. It's, I've had a, a lot. It's funny you say this because in the past couple of years, I've had probably more people ask me that question than I've been asked that for, for a long time. And I'm talking guys who coach, you know, girls who coach, I'm talking everybody from every facet and even like ADs. How do I get coaches who want that culture? I said, well, a, you got to make sure you support us because it's not going to be easy to do what we do and what I want to do. Cause I'm going to have to shake some things up. I said, I'm going to have to kick that hornet's nest a little bit. And I did. And you definitely will have kids who buy into what you have, but you have got to give back. You have, you cannot say that you're going to do something and not fall through. For example, we have our little pitching and catching sessions with young players and they love when coach Adams comes and I'm talking brand new kids who start pitching. Okay. We have chocolate and we have games and we have just different things. And I said, I'll bet you a dollar that you can't do that. This many times her own sure, sure enough, she did. And she comes up to me, she goes, where's my dollar? And I said, you know what? I don't even have my dollar, but I'll tell you right now, the next time you see me, I owe you a dollar (laughs) 50. I didn't see this girl for like three weeks because they had their, you know, just different things going on, whatever, whether, I don't know. She came running up to me the last time, literally a few days ago. Hey, Hey coach, you got my dollar dollar 50 actually I tell you what I ran in my car and I made sure I got I, I didn't care if it was pennies nickels or whatever I made sure I gave that back to them. you have got to give back to the parents you've got to give up a lot of your time now it's a fine balance because I also have a lot of people ask me how do you do this with kids how do you balance with your own children so that you're not missing out on their stuff well unfortunately you can't you have to you're going to miss some of their stuff. But that's why if you have a solid and strong support system, like I do from my husband to my parents, to friends, family, it's, it's allowed. You know what I mean? I'm allowed to do what I love to do. So I can go once or twice a week, once we start and I don't start very early because let's face it, they'll get sick of looking at me. They'll get sick of seeing me all of the time, you know, and I don't want them to, but it's, it's so when they do see it, they're so excited and you start young, you have got to start young. I'm telling you right now, anybody who plays softball in this town, the kids, these kids know who coach Adams is. If they see me in a lineup, they can pick me out. If they cannot pick the head coach out in a lineup of, of people, there's a problem. That's very cool. Um, I think back, like you, you mentioned it, the thing everybody talks about from that game is you and your daughter hugging what I, I'm a coach's kid. You know, I grew up with my dad as a coach. So I understand that that special bond, but I also know not everybody it's not always healthy. <laughs> right. But I could, I like, I, I just had tears like watching it because it was so sweet because your team just stormed past you. They just ran out And I mean, they were like running towards your daughter, but your daughter ran straight towards you. And I just thought like how, I mean, I have goosebumps thinking about it, how special that, um, not only for you, that you got to have that moment with your daughter, but your daughter understood the moment too. Like I'm sharing this with my mom and with my family of girls. And I was just like, I don't know, that's kudos to you. And I mean, to her, of course, but 
it was really special. I tell you what, it's funny you say that and you want goose, you want more goosebumps. It's some, it's what she whispered to me in my ear that I honestly haven't really told many people. And, uh, she just squeezed me. And when, when she hugged me, I thought it was just kind of a quick hug. And then yes, to run back to her, her team. And she just locked me in tighter and she whispered in my ear. She goes, mama, we did it. Mama, we did it. And you don't have to worry anymore. You know, chokes me up even just thinking about it right now. <laughs> so, because she has seen the struggles and she has seen the, just the pain of the losses and the ones that should have, we should have won this and we should have done that. We should have, and she has, she has been through all of them. And so the fact that she did it with me and her team, you know, and she was that director on that mound, you know, the, you know, the, the one pitching those things and she, you know, it just changed it to a level that I can't even explain. It, it's, it's something that it was the best week of my life just to see and witness all of that to come to fruition. And then for the girls to come and swarm me and a big old bear hug too, you know, we made a huge banner of that. I mean, it just, it just showed that team. Everyone's just like, you know, how do you replace it? How do you replace it? How you just, you can't, you cannot replace kids. You cannot replace the team that you have. You have to try to just make the next team what they can be and, and, and have them believe in the fact that they can do that too. And, you know, when you have your daughter who, you know, was this, she's this, you know, first team all stater and she's got this and captain of the, you know, the thing and all this. And, you know, how do you, how do you top it? And I, I, we sit down and I said, you, you do, you need to top it. We need to have goals. What are our goals for this summer, for this season and what we're going to do. And she's, she sets them because what do we say? There's always somebody better. There's always somebody working harder. You know, we have, we have targets. It's our, it's our, it's our saying defend nothing. We're not defending a single thing that thing, that trophy and that state tournament, that championship is still there. We're not defending a single thing. We, we have to earn it. We have to earn our way back there and we have to earn to win that again and respect the teams that we play and respect the fact that we put the time in. So, but to do it with your kid, actually Tom Bakey told me, cause I, 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 t- I got another quick story when I was a young coach and I saw him, he coached all of his daughters when, when, you know, when he, when he was coaching, he's still coaching, but he, I saw him under the bleachers. It was in diamond two. It was like in a, it was in a consolation game that we'd played each other and they just destroyed us. And he was sobbing and had, it, it was hugging his daughter. And I told him, I said, man, you had some tears. You had snot all over. And he goes, you just wait, you just wait. Time will be here. And look, my daughter's a senior. I can't even handle the fact that this is it because I've coached her literally her, her her entire little life. And so that's, that's going to be hard to cut this, to cut it, push her out of that nest and, and, and watch her soar. Cause that's, what's good. That's what I'm going to have to do, but we won't <laughs> Let's just wait a few more months for that to happen. Hopefully for God's sake. All right. I'll help. I'll help you wait for that. Uh, what would you say to moms and well, parents of daughters of daughters with big goals, with big dreams that want to do great. What's your advice to them to not like get in the way of it? The advice is this, you need to get your daughter to the point where she's dragging you out of the house to, to go work. You cannot 
say, let's go, get your stuff, let's go, push them, push them, push them, push them, push them, because when you push, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to push them out. You're going to push them away. So you have to get it to where it's fun and you have to set little goals and you have to remember that they're not going to start out as state champions. They're going to start out breaking windows. She broke three windows in her brand new basement when we first moved here. We thought, let's go ahead and have her pitch down the basement. She broke three windows. She's dented, you know, siding. She's, you know, her brothers hate catching her because she's she was always forcing them. I did the same thing. You know, I'd, I'd want my brother to play catch with me. There's so many things along the way. There's going to be tons of tears. There's going to be lots of sadness and a lot of failure before that moment happens. And I, I, I tell that to parents all the time. You've got to be, and I wasn't always kind. I wasn't always, I was hard. And I, I'd say, okay, go ahead and keep whining. Guess you're not going to, you know, you're not going to do this. You're going to go to this school instead. You know what I mean? And she'd just look at me with those little eyes and just glare at me. And then all of a sudden I'd see her in the backyard pitching into a net on her own. Buckets, buckets, buckets. And so then I got to the point where I'd have to tell her to stop. Okay, we're done. Let's do this. And now it's she's she's got her schedule. She's just on, it's on her own. And honestly, a lot of my kids, most of my team, they they have their hitting groups. They do everything so much on their own. And when you have kids that again, if it's an athlete driven team, you have created what you want. You know what I mean? And so when your kids do that, your own children do that. That's what you want to see for sure, without a doubt. What would your advice be? So I I'm an eight-year-old girl in Fort Dodge, and I want to be on your softball team someday, what would you tell me? It's funny you say that because to get young kids to want to, I get kids sweating, drenched in sweat, and they're loving it. Normally, you cannot, they don't like that. You know, we we have little consequences for something. We do push-ups, we do sit-ups, we do jumping jacks, and they, they love it they keep coming back to do more. And I just start laughing at me. I said, you want to run? Well, yeah, we screwed up. And I'm like, okay. And you know, you just, you make it kind of a game and you just make it fun at, at that age. You definitely make it fun. It can't be too competitive. Like I told, uh, you know, some of the you dads that I had, it was funny because they were just like, Oh my God, we got destroyed. And I'm like, it's okay. The first game that the state championship team had, we lost 22 to one. And my daughter comes up to me and she takes my pants and just, you know, she's shaking my leg. She looks up. She goes, did we win? And I go, no, you literally got destroyed 22 to one. How do you not know that? And she goes, oh, when are we going to go swim and have pizza? That was- and I thought to myself, swim and have pizza, swim and have pizza. Okay. So tomorrow she's still going to want to play, even though they got to be 22 to one. They, they, they didn't know up from down. I mean, the dads were like exhausted and both, but that's, that's what you got to do fun keep it fun but you got to work hard I believe it I believe everything you say (laughs) coach Adam good um you were talking about like you know just that moment how that moment is captured in time and it it made me remember I had um one probably arguably one of my best athletes she set the all-time Iowa record in the hurls and I uh she was like a tv interview like I had never heard this story until I saw it on tv And she said, I remember when I was in middle school and I saw, I saw my school win. And I thought, I want to do that. And I was like, those were my girls. Like just to see it kind of like 
I had no idea who she was, you know, when these girls on the track were doing that, but they inspired somebody, a little girl who was just watching. And I thought that is legacy. That is cool. So like that moment is going to live on beyond those girls. And that's pretty cool. I sure hope so. That I mean, that was the whole point of it. I mean, that's why, that's why we have the kids come and do, you know, come and, you know, come in the dugout and come, you know, when it gets kind of heated or whatever, I always tell my coaches, I'm like, Oh, take them down there. You know? So they don't see me coach Adams get mad. I don't want them to see me that way. I don't want to, I want them to see how it's fun and the kids having a blast listening to music. And, you know, you bring, you bring kids in your dugout, you bring kids. I'm not, I don't know if I necessarily bring kids into a, into a, into a locker room if I'm a basketball coach, because that's when things get pretty heated, especially between players too. But you have to have the sense to know, okay, guys, here we go. Let's go get something to drink or something, or, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to just know that self-control obviously. Um, but I think it also helps to keep you in check. You got little ears in there and to make sure that, because they are, you are their role model. But like I said, Charles Barkley, whether you want to be or not, you are, I mean, it is what it is. You can't not want it. You know I mean? That's what I profess to my girls all the time. Make smart choices. You know, I get that they're kids in high school, but you got a lot of little eyes watching you. You got to make sure that you're, you're paying attention to that because it is important. Before my final question, I just want to thank you for your time. I think it's just so important for people to hear from people actually on the ground, right? Like sometimes we can idolize coaches, like the ones we see on TV or the ones that do the multi-million dollar deals or whatever, but like the real true make a different coaches. I mean, they're me and you, they're the ones that are with these kids day in and day out year after year. So, um, you're always generous with your time and I appreciate that from you. All right. Coach Andy Adams, what would you say is your standing O moment? I'd want to say, I, I, I have to say without a doubt that that moment with the last pitch and her running straight to me and the team just surrounding me and us embracing after that state championship was accomplished. When you, when you literally set out, you know, to do something basically your entire life as a player, as a coach, as a young coach, and then as a veteran coach, and it finally happens and it comes to fruition you, you just get to have this deep breath and take a sigh and just think, this is it. And I remember feeling the love of every person. I, I, I've had years where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this in spite of this person, or I'm going to do this in spite of, of, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We had none of that this season. There was no like, you know, you know, revenge or, or doing this because of this, it was truly because we felt so much love and just like a community embracing around us and supporting us and wanting nothing but the best for this team and for, you know, the staff and the parents and everything. It was just such a neat feeling, but to, to, to have it with your own child and, and really a lot of these kids I deem as my, my children, because I've been with them so long, but to have it with a team that you've literally known and coached for so long and the known their parents and been through the ups and downs. And, you know, even with my husband, I, I, I asked him actually for the first time last week, I said, where were you when we won it? Like, where were you? Cause I don't even know, you know, cause then you have all these 
and he told me it's kind of like it's kind of like you know where were you when you know jfk was shot or when 9 11 happened i mean it, it is literally like that type of event where i just felt man this is literally the best day of my life and i'm, I'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna keep saying it i i do I hope it happens again? Oh my gosh, yes. But man, that that moment right there from everything that we had been through as a team is just, and to know that it came out on top, it's just, I don't know if I'll ever be able to top it. And my husband said, even our wedding day? And I'm like, sorry, babe. Yep, even our wedding day. <laughs> that day was pretty special. And to be with my family and, and you know, have my boy, boys come up to me and hug And so it was pretty cool, pretty cool. So where was your husband? Yeah, I hope he wasn't like in the bathroom or something. No, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't, but he, he was just standing, he, he was standing in the crowd and he just had all these people rush to him and he's not that type of a person. So it, it was like, he couldn't believe it either. He was just trying to find me. And of course he couldn't. The, finally, the time that I actually did get a hug him was, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes later, it was kind of weird, but it was just crazy. And just so many tears, 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 tears. And then they take these pictures of you and you look, you just look terrible, but I didn't care. I mean, you're in the summer, wet like a dog. And I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, oh, this is what it is, man. The real moment, you know, all these pictures in there. So yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool standing up moment, moment for sure. What an incredible moment. A dream come true. A dream come true better than she could have ever imagined. Her daughter, Jalen Adams, is a first-team All-Stater. She's won all the awards, and she's going to play uh, softball at the University of Iowa next year. So big things coming for her as well. And I just love Andy's passion. I love that she doesn't let excuses win that just because we're from a small town, just because we're not you know, closer to club teams or personal trainers or whatever, it's not gonna stop us. We will work hard. There's no excuse that's ever gonna win with Coach Andy Adams. And I think for whatever stage of the game we're in, we can learn something from that. Such a great reminder. For me as a coach, I love what Coach Adams says. She said, what we do as a coach better have been done before that moment. We're not going to do our best coaching in the moment. We should have already done it. What a great reminder. But for me, as a mom, even though my kids aren't quite competing for me yet, such a reminder that things are sweeter when we get to share them. And when it's not just a one-way passion or a one-way want to, but that it is a mutually shared dream, a mutually shared goal and vision. It's so powerful. It's such an awesome story. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Swim and have pizza. Swim and have pizza and work harder than anybody. Such great lessons. Thank you, Coach Adams.
And thank you for tuning in to the Standing O podcast. As always, I truly appreciate you tuning in and supporting. So please make sure to share and subscribe and we'll catch you on the next one. Until next time, this is Coach D and I'm cheering you on.